At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition, Hornets hosting the Toronto Raptors, and Hornets fans still reveling in what they saw a couple of days ago in terms of individual performances by rookie Brandon Miller and and Miles Bridges in their contest against the Lakers the other day at Spectrum Center. Very impressive performances. We'll continue to compare the two, preview the game ahead, and preview the very bright future for the city of Charlotte when it comes to the Spectrum Center reimagined campaign. And helping me on all of these topics, a somewhat newcomer here to the HHC, although a very familiar name and face in Charlotte sports media circles. He's the sports writer for the Associated Press in Charlotte. Steve Reed with us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I love it, Sam. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. We are thrilled to have you, and I appreciate you signing up on this week in particular because this is a pretty perilous week. I'm not anticipating anything happening between the recording of this podcast and when it is scheduled to be launched, but by submitting yourself to be on this particular episode of the Hornets Hivecast, you are signing up to be called by me at any point between now and 5 a.m. tomorrow morning when we post this thing in case there's any breaking news. So congrats to you for staying up for the next 20 hours. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to that, Sam. <laughs> I gave a wide berth there on the time, so I'm you know, giving throwing people off a little bit on when we're recording this thing. But we appreciate Steve for joining in with us. And before we talk about tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors, Hornets hoping to stop their slide here and get back in the wind column against a Toronto team that is also right now rebuilding and trying to reshuffle the deck after making a deal ahead of the trade deadline. Want to go back to the last game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Just an incredible contest all the way around. Very entertaining 124 to 118 finish. Lakers at full strength. They've got two of the present day best in LeBron James and Anthony Davis and arguably two Hall of Famers in both of those guys with LeBron being on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA and yet Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller went shot for shot with those two. In fact, those two wearing teal maybe in terms of scoring outperformed the counterparts. It's just the collective group for the Lakers was a little bit better than the Hornets last night. So I wanted to take a look at the two individual performances and ask you as a person who covers the game, which one is more impressive to you? Is it Brandon Miller, the first rookie to go for back-to-back 30-point games? This one, slightly more impressive in some respects because he was in foul trouble in the first half, limited minutes, came on strong with a 25-point second half, finished with 33 points? Or is it Miles Bridges going for 41 points, the 15th player in franchise history to have a 40-point contest? Which one was more impressive to you and why? Well, I think to me it is. it, it comes down to Brandon Miller because, I, you know, I think coming 
off of a 35 point game as career high as a rookie and then then coming back and scoring you know putting another 30 spot up I mean that, that to me is impressive he's the four, first Hornets rookie that's ever done that back-to-back 30 point games so to me especially as you mentioned being in foul trouble missing you know the vast majority of the first half for him to come back and, and play the way he did and also Sam given the double teams that he is starting to see and fight his way through they put a glove on him in the first half I mean I was watching they were they were all over him face guarding him they were not going to let him get any shots off. And then the second half, he found ways to get free. And I think it's just very promising for the Hornets, the way he's playing. And each game, he seems to get a little better. And he's talked about it extensively, how he feels more confident. And he and he credits his teammates for helping him feel more confident because they're always you know, telling him in practice before the games, during the games, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball, Brandon. We need you right now. There's no Terry Rozier here. There's no uh, LaMelo Ball playing right now. You need to step up in this role. And to me, for him to step up and do that on back-to-back nights, a couple 30-point games was really impressive. Now, that's not taking away anything from, from what Miles Bridges did because, you know, Miles Bridges was, you know, 41 points, career high. I mean, that was that was certainly impressive. But I think for a rookie to do it against the Lakers, against some of the best in the league, to me was really, really impressive. I think I'm with you. And, and the only reason I say I think is because – 41 points is it's a lot of points. It's hard to get to that threshold. You you look through the 35-year history of the Charlotte Hornets, and look, just about anyone who plays in the NBA can get the right night, right shooting performance, right matchup, and go for 20. You know, it's like a home run in baseball or striking out the side in baseball if you're on the mound. Anyone who gets to the majors is capable of doing that once. But there are other things that it, it takes a lot more, like, say, hitting multiple home runs in a game or 30 on a season or 150, 200 strike. You know, there, there are certain thresholds where you really have to be exceptional even for the level to get there. And 40 points is one of those because in the 35-year history of the Charlotte Hornets, Miles is only the 15th player to do this. So I don't want to sell the accomplishment short. But when I look at what Brandon Miller was able to do, and yes, I agree with you. I think some of this shot opportunity, this volume has been opened up by the Terry Rozier trade. Not to say he couldn't have done this or wouldn't have done this, even if Terry had still been on the team. I think he might have, but it certainly opens the door for more shots to be available to Brandon, and he has certainly made the most of them with these back-to-back performances. But when you look at the history of the game, the company he's keeping for this type of performance, back-to-back 30-point games, he's the only player this year, not Victor Wembanyama, not Chet Holmgren. They haven't done this. Maybe they will later on, but Brandon Miller is the first. And in the last 10 seasons, there are only eight players who have posted in their rookie campaign back-to-back 30-point games, and they're all significant names. Kobe White of the Bulls, who's having a breakout season. Michael Porter Jr., who won a championship with Denver. Jalen Green, who is one of the leading scorers for a Houston team that's on the come-up. And then the rest are all All-Stars. Paolo Bancaro, an All-Star in his second season. Zion Williamson, a, a, a superstar now already in the game for New Orleans. Trey Young, who led the Hawks to an Eastern Conference Final. Luka Doncic, who's considered an MVP favorite. And Devin Booker, who's a centerpiece for one of the best teams in the NBA. That's the kind of company Brandon Miller is in. So even though the 41 points is very, very impressive, I kind of think back-to-back 30-point nights as a rookie is slightly more. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, what's what's impressive to me, Sam, is the shots that he's making. I mean, he has made some really, really tough shots and shots that you don't really 
typically see a rookie making. I mean, some off-balance threes. He's shooting the ball with extreme confidence. And, you know, I just like the way he's playing. He's getting in each game. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm watching all these games. In each game, I'm seeing him just take another step forward. Just another step forward, and he looks a little more confident, a little more confident. You know, I was talking with Tyrese uh, Halliburton the other night about, you know, Brandon Miller, and he said, we've played him now a few times. Every time I see him, he just gets better and better. And so, I, yeah, I think it's, 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 you know, it speaks volumes for where he is, where he, you know, is going as a player. And I think that's good news for the Hornets fans because, you know, hey, there, there's been some top picks over the past few years who haven't taken that step. You know, guys that were drafted in the top five who never developed into the star that you need to have when you draft a top five player. And so I think it's really promising. Yeah, I think one thing Brandon will work on as he gets is, is you know, I think, you know, he's got to get more physical. He's got to get uh, add some pounds to that body, that frame. I think that will really help him out. You saw him, you know, de- defensively last night against LeBron James. And, you know, now now this is LeBron James, you know, maybe the best player ever, you know, who, who took him to the hole a couple times and it wasn't even close. I mean, there's things that he has to work on. And I think one of them is just adding muscle to that frame, but he's got the talent. He's, he's an exceptional scorer. Um, he'll have to get better defensively. That's no, that's, you know, not no knock against him. I think, you know, almost every rookie that comes into the league, you know, unless your name is Wembenyana, I mean, you got to get better defensively. Right. And so he will, I think he will. And, and the, the thing that I keep hearing about from his teammates from Steve Clifford is how hard he's working in practice and you know he, he's not settling he just continues to work hard get better and better and better and that's I think really promising for the Hornets and you know if, if they can start to put some pieces around him and LaMelo as they're moving forward here in the next couple of years I think it's real promising. No question about it Brandon Miller Miles Bridges both spectacular performances the other day against the Lakers but Steve Reed sports writer for the Associated Press gives a slight nod it sounds like slight nod to yeah, like, Brandon Miller. Hey, let's not, you know, undersell what, what Miles Bridges did. I mean, he was tremendous against the Lakers, and, you know, his outside shot has gotten so much better. He's strong. He finished at the rim last night um, where he struggled the night before. He had uh, several misses at the rim, um, and he finished. You know, he finished, and he finished strong. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, we've, we've got to wonder now what does the future hold for him, uh, you know, this week. So is he still a Hornet? You know, come come Thursday night, um, we'll, we'll find out. Miles Bridge is very impressive as well. Also, in addition, just the one-game feat of scoring 41 in the process, he tied Gerald Henderson for the 10th most career points in franchise history, 4,701, and he's put himself one made three back of moving into sixth on the all-time three-point shooting list. He's one behind LaMelo Ball moving into sixth there. So another interesting wrinkle that maybe we'll uh, see fall tonight. Hornets will be taking on the Toronto Raptors. We'll have our game preview in just a moment. You're tuned in here to the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Sam Farber and Steve Reed, sports writer for the Associated Press here in Charlotte. Our guest today here on the HHC will be previewing Hornets versus Raptors in just a couple of minutes. This is kind of the the uh, linchpin of this podcast, or the, or the hinge point, I should say, of this podcast, Steve, because depending on what happens over the next however many hours it is between now and when this thing publishes, either people are going to hear this segment because there wasn't necessarily any breaking news, or this will just be filed away somewhere, never to be heard of again because there was some breaking news and we had to you know rush you back in studio and have you in for another segment but for now i wanted to talk to you about something that really is significant and is going to go well past any player any trade deadline story really it's going to stand the test of time here in the queen city and that is the spectrum center reimagine campaign it is an investment in the city in the arena obviously spectrum center and in the fan base to improve the overall fan experience adding an additional 2,500 lower-level seats, enhancing the concourse. There will be new club and premium hospitality experiences, as well as back-of-the-house upgrades to make it even easier for big concerts, big performers to come in and out of Spectrum Center with ease and put on the best possible quality entertainment for our great fans here in the Queen City. It's one of the biggest things that could possibly happen for the fan experience in Charlotte in, well, basically since Spectrum Center was built a, a couple of decades ago. I think it's something really exciting. We're celebrating and noting you are in the building all the time covering games and different events for the Associated Press. What is your reaction to the plans as they've been submitted here to the public? Yeah, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what it looks like. I mean, I think the Spectrum Center is, is, is already one of the better you know venues um, in the country. I think it has been, and, and, but you've always got to adapt and change. And, and I think what they're doing with adding 2,500 you know, lower-level seats it allows more fans to be closer to the action. You know, all the seats in the bowl are going to be replaced at, at that time. I think it's going to be, it's just going to add to the atmosphere. It's going to add to the, the noise level, certainly because more people are closer to the floor. So I think that's great, not only for like Hornets games, but also for, you know, when uh, like the end of this year with, you know, the NCAA tournament coming there as well. I mean, it, it's going to add to the excitement because you've got more people closer to the floor. Um, and I think that's terrific. And, you know, some of the other things that they've done with the, you know, the concourse enhancements, I mean, that, that that's going to be special to see as well. So, you know, I like what they're doing. Um, I, I, you know, I think uh, you know, the, the new ownership is, is, is going to do well for this city and, 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 and make sure that, you know, things are, you know, continue to be up to snuff, so to speak, you know, just to, to look really good. And I, I think it's, it, it's exciting. I think it's an exciting time, you know, uh, for the arena, for the fans um, who, are, who are, you know, coming here night after night. And one other thing that I think it adds for the arena is the ability to host other major sporting events outside of 41 Hornets home games throughout the regular season. Obviously, we're hoping for Absolutely, playoff games yeah. to come. But, you know, we've seen kind of a trend when it comes to NCAA tournaments or other major events throughout the calendar that require an indoor venue. The newer arenas, the reimagined arenas, they get preference. And Charlotte 
Charlotte has been continuously in the rotation hosting NCAA tournaments, but it's been a while since it's hosted, say, a Sweet 16 Elite Eight round. I firmly believe with these upgrades and updates, that kind of event's going to come to Charlotte. And it's such a basketball hotbed and a hotbed for all kinds of entertainment that I think it's only going to make the plethora of possibilities even more endless here for Charlotte. And the team, it does a great job bringing in the best concerts, the best shows, the best performers, the best athletes here to Spectrum Center. But these upgrades in front of the house, back of the house for the fans, premium options for everyone on the concourse, food options, all of it, getting a facelift here is going to make this building that's already strong that much better. Yeah, you know, women's Final Fours, you know, something that could be, you know, hey, even a, maybe even a men's Final Four um down the road those those are things that you know that, that they could start to you know really think about hosting obviously hotels have a, a, an, an issue with that but i tell you what uh, also you know to go along with that the guys over at the charlotte sports foundation do a great job with all that and in and, and bringing you know some of these events you know to the spectrum center you know heck i mean one of the best sporting events i've you know covered was you know when caitlin clark was here and uh you know virginia tech um, had played Iowa in, 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 in a you know regular season women's game, but it was a fantastic event. I mean, it was you know lights out. It was it was people were going crazy, and women's basketball has come so far. And that event was 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 incredible. And then you got the Jumpman Invitational. That it's a great event in December, and that's only going to get better and better. You know, with North Carolina uh, being here and Oklahoma, Michigan, Florida. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a great great idea great concept uh for that to be here year in and year out i would love to see more tournament games here i think it should be a standing you know standing place because north carolina is such a hotbed for basketball it's you know it's always going to be packed it's always going to draw people college basketball is just so huge here with duke and north carolina and state wake and it's just really i want to see more games here i want to cover more tournament games here i want it to be a yearly thing here and like you said hopefully the regionals and they can get those and maybe a final four and you know by doing that you've got to upgrade your facility you've got to keep it state-of-the-art and i think that's a real positive thing what they're doing with the spectrum center well no argument for me to have more of those kinds of events Uh, the first couple of rounds of the ncaa tournament will be at spectrum center this upcoming march a little over a month away now and so we'd love to see a packed house for that and uh, hopefully after these upgrades the spectrum center reimagine campaign is fully run its course over the next two off-seasons, we'll see an announcement of bigger NCAA tournament events happening here at Spectrum Center as well as UFC, and and maybe it'll fall right in line with the Hornets making a run to the NBA Finals. Wouldn't that be nice, hosting a Finals game in the first season after it's been reimagined? Or even next season, in mid-reimagining, let's have it happen then. Uh, Hornets will host the Toronto Raptors tonight at Spectrum Center. We'll have our game preview for that one with Steve Reed, sports writer for the Associated Press, after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Steve Reed, our guest today on the HHC Sports Writer for the Associated Press in Charlotte. You can find him on social media as well and always see his work throughout every major publication nationwide. The power of the Associated Press. Steve Reed covers it all for them here in the Queen City and the surrounding area. And he'll have the coverage of tonight's game, no doubt. Hornets hosting the Toronto Raptors. It'll be the third meeting between these two sides. They'll meet one more time north of the border, a little further down the road. Both teams have undergone quite a bit of changes since the last meeting. Toronto trading away Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. We've seen them both with their new teams, actually, since we last saw Toronto. Hornets, of course, dealt Terry Rozier. So both teams vastly different than the last time they went head-to-head. One game went to the Hornets. That was in Charlotte. One game went to the Raptors. That was up in Toronto. Since then, Hornets obviously have lost eight straight, but are seeing a great run of play from their rookie, Brandon Miller, as well as a career-high 41 from Miles Bridges the other day. As for the Raptors, they have also been struggling. They've lost eight of their last nine, and one of the big acquisitions, R.J. Barrett, missed their last game. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know, not going to try and get ahead of ourselves here. We will uh, kind of keep him off the preview list, uh, just given the injury status. But just so you know, he did not play in their most recent game. Steve, we need a player to watch for each team as well as a stat to watch other than points because that's cheating obviously whoever scores the most ends up winning the game uh you are the guest (laughs) you get to pick where we begin do you want to start with a hornet to watch a stat to watch or a raptor to watch let's go with a hornet to watch you got to continue to watch brandon miller i mean you know i think he keeps taking steps you know improving with each passing game and you know his three-point shot is getting better he is just becoming a more well-rounded player. You see him starting to break, you know, double teams, and 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 he has developed not only as a shooter, but also getting the ball around and, and, and creating shots for his teammates because you're going to see more and more double teams on him. You're going to see more and more guys face-guarding him. You're going to see the pressure amp up on him because, listen, there's there's no Terry Rozier now. You're going to see more double teams come his way. Lamelo still hurt. We'll see when he gets back, and then you know we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But you know, I, I like I want to see what Brandon Miller continues to do, and can he build on these couple thirty-point games that he has had? Can he still be a dominant rookie player? Can he win? You know, rookie of the year. Hey, one Benyana's probably going to be you know the leading candidate there. But you want to see if he can he can get there. I just want to see what Brandon Miller can do as he continues you know, to make steps with the Hornets here. And I, I just think it's so impressive what he has done so far. His shooting, Sam, to me is just, you know, it's lights out. Love the way he's doing. I love the off-balance shots. I love the the confidence, uh, the stroke, and how he's playing. Listen, bright future for this guy. Just a bright future. Extremely bright. And you know what? At the start of the season, everyone in the building was glowing about Brandon Miller and saying, hey, watch out for this kid. He's going to be great. It's taken a little while for the rest of the NBA to catch on. But obviously, this last really month has caught a lot of people's attention. And I'll say this, the difference between Brandon Miller and, you know, the other leading contenders for Rookie of the Year is, you know, maybe that that potential there beyond people's imagination. Because People saw Victor Wembanyama coming and Chet Holmgren coming. They're these unicorn-type athletes. They are unique even to the game of basketball where they're just full of unique athletes. But these two really stand out. And obviously they bring a lot to the table in a variety of areas. But what Brandon Miller's been able to do, it's every bit if not more impressive than his counterparts. I mean, you know, 32 points per game 
for the month of February. I know it's only three games, but that's a, a level of scoring that very, very few rookies ever reach. And just as a comparison point, I just looked it up. LeBron James, his best month in terms of scoring average was 23. He did it twice. In both cases, it was early in the season. Brandon Miller is getting better later in the campaign. Another thing to be impressed with here with Brandon Miller as he continues his tear here this rookie season. Good choice for player to watch. I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. Uh, Lately, it's been kind of a two-man show for Charlotte. Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller really leading the way. Miles, a career-high 41 points. He had just snapped an eight-game streak of 20-point performances uh, at Oklahoma City. They really you know, turned the screws on him defensively. He had a little bit of an off night the following night against Indiana. Came very close, but only 19 points. Now he seems to be back finishing at that high level again. He's made 10 consecutive free throws. He's sunk a three in something like 23 straight games. He is really playing some good basketball, and I think for the Hornets to win, they need him too, quite frankly. So Miles Bridges will be my player to watch here alongside Brandon Miller. Next up, do you want to stat to watch or a Raptor to watch? Let's go for a Raptor to watch. I think Scotty Barnes is the one you got to keep an eye on. You know, he's you know he's he's had a pretty good season now. You know, the Raptors have come in. You know, they've lost eight of nine, but he's been fairly consistent. You know, over the last you know particularly over the last like ten games, he's had he's had one game where he was held to nine, but you know he's been up in the mid twenties. He's had a thirty-one point game against the Bulls. He had twenty-eight the other night against Houston. So he is one guy that you got to control. You know, as you said, you know, there's no Pascal Siakam um, anymore there and no Fred VanVleet, you know, uh, you know, from a couple of years ago. So, you know, the, the Raptors are certainly a team that is that is rebuilding. But, you know, Barnes is kind of the leader, I feel like, um, you know, he's the guy that they're going to lean on heavily. Um, played 48 minutes against Oklahoma City the other night in a double overtime game. You know, it was 8 of 15, 3 of 5 from 3, he had 19 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. It's kind of the, you know, a little bit of the jack of all trades, and he, he can do a little bit of everything. So I think he is going to be, you know, a tough guard for the Hornets. He's a guy, you know, 6'7, 237 pounds that can, they can come at you and beat you in a lot of ways. So defending him, making sure he doesn't get on track, especially from beyond the three point arc is, is going to be, you know, important. He's five to 10 from beyond the arc over the last couple of games. So. Let's see what happens there. Can't argue with it. He's the the best player on that team and has been really all season long, particularly since the last couple of deals sending away Ananobi and Siakam. I'm going to go totally off the board here. I'm going to the bench. I'm taking Chris Boucher. He's such a fascinating athlete. He's honestly, he's a little annoying to watch sometimes because he has this this crazy (laughs) catapult three-point shot that is totally unblockable, seeing as he's already six foot nine and then he shoots it from way over his head. But he makes it, and he makes it at an annoyingly high rate, it seems, against the Hornets. So he's been a bit of a Hornet killer in years past. Hasn't had the strongest of seasons, but when he's had his strongest games, it's provided the Raptors with their best opportunity to win. You look over the course of the campaign, he's only made multiple threes a handful of times, but they have a winning record in it. They have a winning record when he shoots well above 50% from three as well. So he's kind of an odd one. Uh, His nickname is the Slim Duck. He's kind of an odd duck choice here as a player to watch. But he is the kind of talent coming from a spot on the rotation where if he gets hot, 
it's going to be hard to slow him down because it's just going to peel attention away that you want to be dedicating towards a guy like Scotty Barnes, and you can't if Boucher is just crushing you from the corners and, and from all the other aspects of his game that he's able to dominate at times. So Chris Boucher, a little off the board here, but my pick for Raptor to watch. Last but not least, stat to watch. What do you got your eye on? Well, you know, I think one of the issues has been for the, the Hornets all season long is rebounding. You know, can they keep the Raptors off the glass? And that, that, that's been an area they've struggled at. And it's, it's not, com, you know, completely their fault. You know, Mark Williams, you know, has been limited, you know, all season long with the, the back injury. He's been out for a while now. You know, so it's, it's really relied heavily on Nick Richards and Miles Bridges to do a lot of the rebounding. That means everybody's got to chip in. And that's one thing I want to see more. I want to see Brandon Miller get in and on boards. I want to see P.J. Washington start to rebound more. You know, I, I think all of that is really important that you, you know, have that mentality that, listen, we, everybody here has to rebound. You know, even the guards, they have to get in and, and really start rebounding and, and get things, you know, kind of make it an even game uh, on the boards. And, you know, some of these games over the last few weeks, they, they, they've really gotten hurt on, on the boards, and it's, it, it, it's, it's made a difference. And so, you know, when you are undersized, when you are undermanned, uh, as the Hornets are, it, it, it takes a team effort. It takes everybody dedicating themselves to getting on the glass. And that's not just defensive glass, but also offensive glass. There's a lot of times where, you know, you see the Hornets shooting and, and, and guys aren't crashing the boards. I'd you know, like to see a little bit more of that. So I think, you know, that is one area the rebounding stats have got to improve for this team to continue to make strides. I like it. I'm going to go with three-point shooting as my stat to watch for this one. Uh, Just examining the first two box scores, it's pretty night and day in terms of three-point shooting. There are a lot of other factors, too. Health and general availability was very different between the first game the Hornets won and the second one, which they lost. And, And to be frank, the Hornets' availability for this one closer resembles the second game rather than the first. But nonetheless, I think three-point shooting can have a big role in this one. The Hornets, when they won against the Raptors, shot 52% from three. Toronto shot only 18% from distance. In fact, the Raptors have not made more than eight threes in either of the two head-to-head meetings, and they shot below 30% in both of them. So the one the Hornets won, they were good from three, 52%. They made 13 from beyond the arc. Uh, that is the great equalizer in the game. And with all the injuries and the players that are somewhat out or have been unavailable for quite some time, the guys that come in, you know, a way to make up any gaps against sometimes, you know, healthier competition can be the three point shot. So that's where I will focus my attention for tonight in terms of a stat to watch. However, it turns out Steve Reed will have it covered, sports writer for the Associated Press. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming along. Thanks as well to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll have another game recap edition of the HHC, breaking down tonight's contest against the Raptors, as well as whatever other news breaks throughout the day here for Hornets fans. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.